Young and it's so I'm the reaper. I'm stepping on shit with the heater. These little niggas weird. I'm trapping like I got a beeper. I'm popping shit, busting speakers. Got back in the back, so I'm smoking on reefer. I'm scamming, she swipe them, and then I delete them. That bitch on her knees, she sucking that dick, I believe it. She blessing me like I'm the priest. I got, I got to play on the peak. I'm shopping, you fucking with D. These niggas ain't fucking with me. I'm stuck in the puppet with me. I'm dumping this blood on your teeth. This blood niggas coming with me. That's on the peak. Bet I got junkie with me. Bet he got one up his sleeve. He wipe your nose whenever you sneeze. We're back. Welcome in. Y'all know what time it is. Spotify viewership, wherever you're listening to on the podcast. Welcome in. Thank you, guys. YouTube viewers. What is up, man? What is up? Episode 40. Shooting the shit with Sands. Got the iced coffee. Got a little bit of whiskey. Nothing crazy. Hey, it's my off day. I'm off tomorrow. Okay. Can I have a drink? I won't, This is my first one, guys. It's nothing crazy. Nothing crazy, just gets me in my zone. You know what I Gets me ready to podcast, man. The song of the day, by the way. YouTube. I don't like to play YouTube uh, songs on YouTube because it takes my monetization away. I'm not getting monetized off the views I'm getting, but eventually we'll get there, right? Uh, it's Peas by my friend Josh Young. He was a friend I had in high school. He makes amazing music. And his visuals are bananas. Uh, he dropped one on uh, YouTube. I'll find it and put it in the description. Y'all know how it goes with this YouTube stuff. Before we get started, like, subscribe, uh, share this, man. I'm going to cut down on the cursing a little bit. Nothing crazy, okay? I'm not going to lose my juice. Never lose that. Not never, never gnaw. Not me, who? Not me, never me. So let's get started. My name is my name. I am him, he is I. I am who I am. Ooh. The podcast, podcast, YouTube legend in the making is here again for your viewing pleasure, for your listening pleasure. So I've had to learn that a Mac, right, is... Amazing. It's an amazing tool. You know? It's an amazing tool. It is way better than my crappy, uh, shitty laptop. Curse number one. Uh, it's horrible. My, my, my Chromebook is lasting me forever. It's charging my phone. Um, it is now... My, my girlfriend has let me use her Mac to record my podcast. And the, the quality of the sound is so good. And it picks up so much better. So I have to like, I had to play with the, um, the, the volume levels and things of that nature. Cause it, it sounded like I was talking right here, some points of the podcast. And it's like, bro, that is insane. You got to chill out. And I just got to talk at my normal level. Cause I had one podcast. I'm still adjusting guys to the YouTube where I was like, it sounds like I was talking this quiet and you couldn't hear me. It was episode 38. I had to blare that shit blare blaring that is a word blaring is a word blare is a word um and you know i had to blare it for it to actually like come through on my speaker so i'm getting there guys i've adjusted i think i'm good now um and here we are i'm a loud guy speaking of technology so you know sometimes you wake up in the morning you start getting to work and you have a flat tire Right? That happened to me. I had a flat tire. 
my tire was completely shredded. Okay, my tire was completely gone. Uh, and right when I got in the car and started going, low air pressure, you know. Luckily, I have a nicer car now that it tells me when I have low air pressure. So I get all my tools out, and I'm missing one. I can, I, I, it's good having a redneck for a dad. Not a redneck, a dude from the country. My dad is not a redneck. You know, a redneck's like, come on here, boy, i tell you this right here, right now. Could you imagine if my dad is a doctor? Could you imagine he goes in there, listen here, dear Becca, you got cancer of the lungs. We're going to go in there. We're going to pluck that goddamn tumor out. We're going to take it out there, buddy. You're going to come back riding your horses down to the stable. You don't want to hear that shit. So when I talk about my dad, I say he sounds like that. He is the most intelligent human. Him and my brother are the most inte intelligent humans I've ever met. Okay? So having a redneck as a dad. I've been changing tires since I was 10 years old. I've been learning how to change tires forever. All that stuff, right? So I know how to change a tire. I'm missing a tool, though. I'm missing the hook that cranks. You know, you get it, you can just crank it and it rises or lifts your car up. It lifts it up. So I'm missing that. And I have to find something that can fit small enough in that hole, but is strong enough to last turning, right? And I'm like, shit. Because you can't lift a car doing this. You can't twist it. Hold on, let me adjust the sliding real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So you can't you can't do that. My backlight's coming, by the way. But you can't lift your car with your hands. Uh, who, who do you think I am, Andre the Giant? The fuck do I look like, right? So <laughs> I go digging through the trunk that has blankets and random shit in it. Shit I'm not even gonna talk about. Not a dead body, but random stuff in there, right? And I had to change my tire with a Yeti straw. <laughs> I changed my tire on my beautiful Nissan Sentra with a fucking Yeti straw, bro. Look at this thing. It broke here. It broke on this side. I'm over here gripping it as tight as I can, you know, to have a little small piece. I was like, uh, uh, being careful with it, uh, uh, being careful with it. And then, dude, I'm like, this shit is not going to work anymore. And I'm like, there has to be something else, you know? There has to be something else, right? Even something as simple as, like, I, I'm just thinking about now. You could, I could have rolled up, like, my one of my work gloves, put it in there and just ripped it and not given a damn. They cost, like, five bucks. Who cares, right? And I found a screwdriver, luckily enough. But I was over there struggling. Because I was using this damn Yeti straw. This little Yeti straw. I thought, so look at this. It's hard. You can, I mean, this thing. Had to get out of my girl's car. Ended up having to go all the way to Walmart and get a brand new tire. Because guess what? The spare was flat. But you know what, guys? I don't let things make me have a bad day. My... Look at this. My boss let me stay on the clock. I still got my route done. He let me get OT from it. Bro, we are here. Just had to let y'all know that story. I thought it was hilarious. I'm over there at the uh, the place where you vacuum your car out. And I'm over here just cranking it. This dude is watching me do it. Right? I get more than halfway done. And this dude comes over like, oh, do you need this tool? 
Bro, he was two slots away and saw me with a Yeti straw. What an asshole. What an asshole to me. Sorry about that. You're an ass. Now today, let's get into the sports shit, man. Just off rip, we're going to talk about the Buccaneers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It's great. We're going to talk about the Heat. Oh, massive, massive struggles, man. And I have some... I will never doubt Coach Spolstra, okay? Never doubt it. I'm not going to say we're not going to make the playoffs, but we should be worried. The Heat fans, we should be worried. He's made some questionable calls in recent games, and it's just little things that are pissing me off, like him not using a challenge in however many games it's been. Uh, And then I'm going to get to a question for one of my good friends on Xbox. He's not just as like an online friend. And if you had those, that's fucking cool, dude. I don't care. Not judging. I played Xbox forever. I have some of those too, right? Played 2K with a couple guys like that for a while. So, and he has a question about inspiration and things of that nature. So, what I'm going to touch on first is this Super Bowl. Oh, my. The over 56, taking it. The Moneyline Buccaneers, I am taking it. Four units. Four on the Bucks. Four. I'm going all in, guys. I'm going all in. I'm, screw it. Edit, edit myself. Leave it. Self-edit. Amazing. I, rap music taught me that, by the way. You know what I mean as a white guy. You got to have a self-edit button. Listen, I can't highlight enough how confident I am in this team. Okay? We're going into a game against a Chiefs defense. Who honestly against the Bills impressed me? Like, I was very impressed. I assumed that we were going to play the Chiefs, right? I wanted to play the Bills, but I assumed we'd play the Chiefs. Now I'm not going to give you like the obvious stuff. Like, whoever wins the turnover battle wins the game. Like, duh. And I don't even know if that's the case in this in this game. To be honest, if you want me to give you something different. I believe that Tampa Bay can have two uh, two turnovers and our defense will hold them. I think our defense is going to look way better than people think it is against the Chiefs. Uh, the common public, I should say. You know, Tom Brady's going to put up 30 points again. It's just what... It's a thing on this podcast for me to remind you. We keep putting up 30 points and we're kicking field goals in the red zone. That's what has to improve in this game. We cannot take field goals in the red zone, period. Period, period, period. Cannot happen, won't happen. Tom Brady hasn't thrown a pick in the red zone all year. Hopefully that will continue. That will continue. Yeah, I said it right. And we will get this thing in motion and start running the ball a little bit against this front. Their front is pretty good, okay? Frank Clark... And uh, Chris Jones up front, very good players. We're talking, uh, Chris Jones is one of the most, um, he's one of the top three notable tight ends in the, or DN tight ends, DNs in the league. I mean, D tackles, good Lord, defensive lineman in the league, guys. Uh, mostly at that three spot, that nose tackle spot. You got him, Fletcher, and Mr. Donald, the greatest defensive player I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Two eyes. I never thought that I would see, for the record, never thought I'd see somebody better than uh, J.J. Watt in my lifetime. And I don't know if we see somebody better than J.J. Watt if he stays healthy his whole career. Because 
that guy, like, to me, J.J. Watt is on another level than Vaughn Miller. And Vaughn Miller is amazing. Like, amazing, right? Got my little, uh, got my little whiskey, man. Yeah. A little whiskey. Get on my shit. All right, so my keys to the game. My keys to the game, guys. Oh, do I want to write them down? Sure, I'll write them down. All right. The number one key in this game, in my opinion, the number one key. Now, I'm not Nick Wright, and I'm going to talk about his player pyramid after this. One of the worst. I drop my pins more than anything on this podcast. More than having great content, more than anything, more than telling funny stories, I drop my pins because I hold them like this. Who holds a pin like this, bro? I'm like a little kid trying to learn how to hold a crayon. What is this? What is this, bro? Anywho, Eric Rimmers. Remember the name. Eric Fisher, uh, top pick back in the day out of some Central Michigan or something like that, right? Uh, Left tackle. He is out with an Achilles injury. And we have a backup. Playing against Shaq Barrett. Or JPP. Word to Stephen Che, man. Shout out. Now, when we're talking about these guys, Shaq Barrett has, in the last four years of advanced analytics, right, he has the most pressures in under two seconds ever in a playoff run. And y'all see uh, JPP's impact this year. If we want to talk about guys who have drank from the fountain of youth, JPP is at the top of the list. The top of the list. People thought he was done because of a firework incident. Y'all remember that? Blew off half his hand? Yeah, that dude's still one of the best sack artists in the league. We have Vita Vea back. This team, the Chiefs, are not going to be able to run the ball. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Period. Point blank period. And I think they're going to come out and try to. And they're going to get stops on their first couple drives or a fir- their first drive. If we can just get a score, get a stop, Go down and score again. I am comfortable. I'm cool, man. And I need us to get the run game going early. I want playoff Lenny. I called him it. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny. I said it. Play. Whew. It's hard for me to give uh, playoff nicknames out, man. Playoff piss. Ruin it for everybody once again. Paul George, if you don't know. New, new, new viewers. This game is going to be, to me, an all-time classic. I think the Bucks cover the three and a half. I think they win. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm going to be biased. I don't care. I, Guys, I'm going to be biased. I am. It's just how I'm built. And the over is going to hit, man. Then we're going to see a high-scoring game, high-octane offenses. I think the Buccaneers win 34-31. Game-winning field goal. Okay? Now... That key to the game, Eric Rimmers, is going to be huge. Because y'all remember last year, right? Who was the MVP of the Super Bowl before Patty made the comeback? Nick Bosa. Now, I could see Shaq Barrett or JPP impacting the game in that way, just like Nick Bosa did. 
are they on his level talent wise? I don't believe so. But the complimentary uh, the complimentary pieces on the D line will help them get to that quarterback. Vita Vea Nadamikin Suman and now uh Nunez Roches has now gotten starter reps. Stephen McClendon. We're gonna have a rotation, guys. We're gonna have a rotation of solid pieces who have all got starter uh snaps now. It's gonna look amazing out there, man. It's gonna look phenomenal. We're gonna have pressure up the middle because of Vita Vea. I'm glad to have the big man back. I'm ecstatic for this. Another key matchup to me is Chris Jones in the middle. I think he's going to line up wherever Ali Marpet isn't. Uh, <laughs> and we just got to hope that Ryan Jensen has had an amazing year, by the way. No stupid uh, penalties, nothing like that. Hope he can hold his end of the bargain up. Okay? And pray that Donovan Smith doesn't get matched up with Frank Clark too many times uh, during the night. And we'll see what happens. Now, this defense versus this offense. I think we have an advantage in the sense that we've seen their offense this year now. But they've seen our defense as well. But we've seen what happens if you don't help on Tyreek. Now, are they going to come back and counter that with some McCole Hardman crossers to expose the opening of the field? Most likely. Most likely. And I think we're getting uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. back. Huge. People forget, we just beat the Packers and had two backup safeties in, man. Two backup safeties. Jordan Whitehead was at, out and Antoine Winfield was out. So, we're going to get back. We're going to get together. And I can't wait to see a key matchup for me as well. Is one, uh, Devin White versus any pass game. Right? I think he's being looked at like Jalen Smith is on the Cowboys. In the sense that when he's a blitzer... That dude is a top-tier talent in the league, right, when he is a blitzer. But when you make him cover people, it's bad. Like, Devin White isn't horrendous in pass coverage, but he's pretty damn bad. But he's also a playmaker. And I think he's up to the challenge. I'm not going to say he can guard Travis Kelsey. I think he's up to the challenge of them going, we're going to try to attack that guy. I dare you to try to attack that guy. Okay? I dare you. And the uh, the one I was going to talk about was, sorry, got somebody calling me. Um, the matchup I was going to talk about was Levante versus Travis Kelsey. Right? He's going to have to be the one that guards him. Anton Winfield's too small. Jordan Whitehead, I don't want to see him in pass coverage because he's going to he's going to try to run and knock somebody's head off every time they touch the ball. And he's not going to want to cover him. He's going to go for picks and go for double moves and... It's going to be all types of messed up, right? And Tyree Kill, pray to goodness gracious that we can have some help safeties. And their weapons are insane. Their speed's insane. That's why I think McCole Harmon's going to have a big play here and there. Uh, hopefully, Jamel Dean doesn't cover anybody. Hopefully, does, hopefully gets a coach DMP. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I'm hoping for the DM, coach DMP for uh, Mr. Dean there. You know, so we'll see how it goes down, man. I'm very excited as a fan, and, uh, you know, I'm stoked. I'm very stoked to see what we can do. I'm very stoked as a fan once again. Um, and I hope Bruce gets his his uh, his first ring. 
and I think it's obvious we have a huge mismatch on uh, offense. I think we are going to destroy them offensively, and yeah, I think that we got the advantage, okay? So, remember, 34-31, Buccaneers, that's my pick. Now, we're going to talk about this list, and I'm just going to do it quickly because we're already at 20 minutes. Well, you know what? Who am I to give myself time restrictions? This is my podcast. I was getting hella views and it was an hour. Guess what? We'll push it. I don't need a 30-minute timestamp. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, I make the rules. You know why? It's my pod. Gee. Oh, my God. I'm feeling myself today, aren't we? Okay. Now, I'm going to my screenshots because these are... Oh, and Colin Coward had the... What is up with the disrespect of Devin White? We're going to talk about Colin Cowherd first. Oh, my God. His top players in the Super Bowl, right? Top 15. He has six Chiefs and nine Buccaneers, right? These are the people he has over Devin White, Ali Marpet, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Tristan Wirfs, JPP, Antonio Brown, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, Levante David, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Mike Evans, Tyreek Kill, Travis Kelsey, Tom Brady, Patrick. If I'm being honest, top players, top talents, he's above Vita Vea, and that's it. He's below Levante, Lavo, uh, below Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Mike Evans, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Tom, and Patty. Yes, he's below them. But he's above Vita, Shaq, JPP, Antonio Brown, Tristan Wirfs, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Ali Marpet. He's above them. This disrespect of Devin White has to go far away before I get pissed off. Before I get really pissed off, man. Let me look up this, this man's exact stats, right? I think he, the last time I checked, he was at like 140 tackles. Oh my God, Devin Booker stats pop up. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so I just can't stand disrespect for Devin White. Didn't make an all-pro team. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. Are you kidding me? One of the most dynamic players on the field. 140 tackles, 9 sacks. I was correct. Oh, golly. This dude is amazing, man. Amazing. 140 tackles, 9 sacks from the middle linebacker position. What are we talking about? And you're going to put him in that... Oh, sorry. Got to look at this uh, this pyramid by Nicholas Wright. Hear this shit. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing I've ever seen him do. And I love Nick Wright, by the way. Because uh, he has the craziest LeBron arguments and stuff like that. Listen to this pyramid. He has seven tiers of players. Right? He has Chris at the bottom. Chris Godwin is with Miko Hardman, Playoff Lenny, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Ron Jones, Cameron Brayton, AB. AB and Chris Godwin are at the bottom of your list? <clears throat> Wrong. The next tier he has above those guys. Levante David is in the sixth tier, and so is Devin White. On the same tier as Sorensen. What are we doing here, Nick? What are we doing here? He has rimmers below Patty with Tom Brady. 
the most important players. Chris Godwin, Tom Brady's number one option on the season, is his on his last tier with Antonio Brown, who has balled since he's gotten healthy, and Tom and him have fucking chemistry now. What is he talking about? He has Harrison Butker, the kicker, above Vita Vea, Frank Clark, Levante David, Devin White, Chris Godwin, Lenny, who is balling, Cameron Brayton, A.B., the kicker. Get the list away. Y'all telling me I can't do this shit for a living is insane, man. Insane. Insane. Let me put on the real hat, bro. Golly. Put it on, fam. Listen, I got to keep uh, get more light in here, guys. I'm sorry. The lighting's horrible. I probably need to turn the light on. You know what? In the middle of the pod, I'm going to go turn the light on. Unprofessional. Unprofessional podcast. Y'all like the shorts? Oh, they ride me. Oh. Oh. We look better, don't we? We look... Now I want to put the black hat on again. All right. Listen. Guys. We got to get into the heat, man. But first, I have to do an ad break. We're going to get into that. And the, the question I have for my good friend, I, I said I'll keep it... I, I don't think he cares. I don't think my man cares. Oh, you know what? I'll just say it. it was Lucas. My friend Lucas on Xbox asked me the question. I just asked him, hey, man. Because I had a phone call by Lucas in one of my episodes. I said, hey, man, you got a question for the pod? And he asked me this question. So we're going to get to an ad break for the the Spotify listeners. I contacted Anchor, guys. If you don't know, I'm sponsored by Anchor. Killer. Got enough viewers over there to get sponsored by him. So I'm trying to get an ad in my video right here so I can get some money off this, okay? So thank you guys for listening. I will be right back. We back. Thank you for hanging in there after a commercial break. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Spotify listeners, YouTube. Thank you for still watching. No, it's a little bit lengthier than my usual videos. But listen here. We got to get into these heat struggles real quick. It'll take me probably six to seven minutes to fully explain it. Now, what do I feel when I watch my heat fans or my heat team as a diehard fan, man? Pain. You know, we have no more excuses because Jimmy is back. We are one and two with Jimmy. All right. We're not sliding. The thing was, now we're just at a spot where a lot of these feel like must wins, man. We got to pull together five in a row. Five in a row, three in a row, you know. We got to get to 500 here pretty quickly. <laughs> or we're going to be 60 games into the season, and we're going to be trying to be a play-in team. And a lot of really good teams have had this problem, right? The Mavericks are very good, have a legend. I just discussed that. If you haven't seen my video on the Mavericks and what we need to talk about with them, Go ahead and go down there. I'll put the link below. Listen to that. It's on my channel. Go check the channel out. Subscribe as always. A lot of teams are going through this, right? COVID. Now, I'm not going to sit here and explain all the COVID stuff. I spoke about that on my last podcast, episode 39. Jimmy has been out for 12 games. I think it was 14 games, actually. We've played 23 games, 24 games. He's been out for more than half this season. A guy who, call him a lead or not, 
Call him elite or not. Sorry. Call him elite or not. I think he is top 10 player in the league. Why? 30-point triple-double, 40-point triple-double in the finals. Went shot for shot, clutch shot for shot with LeBron James in a finals close game. Closing game for LeBron James. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about COVID and how we're not meshing right now. The team chemistry isn't there. But my problem is we've lost some of our go-tos, which is what I'm going to get into. My biggest part of this is the X and O's breakdown. But Spo has made a lot of... He's still getting the rotation down, but we can't be trying to get the rotation down while our best player's back. We should have this down to a T, in my opinion. Now, last night, what I, we are still not staggering Bam and Jimmy. One of them has to be on the court at all times. Our offense is depleted now. We don't have Jay Crowder. Avery Bradley's often on the court, and he is also an essential piece of this basketball team. We have to stagger them. We have to stagger Bam and Jimmy. Kelly O can't shoot for a shit right now. I don't know what's going on with him. A lot of people, Duncan Robinson, we're seeing that he's struggling, but I'm going to show you why he is struggling. We've gone away from our bread and butter DHO handoffs. I'm telling you, it's awful. So, and that was because Bam became, we saw what he could be. And now Bam is getting more isocentric and trying to score, and we're seeing what that's doing to our team. It's making our shooters not as effective. And we have Tyler Hero back now, and he's taking more shots. He's struggling, shooting 30% from the three-point line this year. It's killing us, right? So last night in the game versus the Wizards, sickened me. Why? I always ask myself questions, sorry. Why? 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 (laughs) Watching that five-minute stretch when we're up by 10 in the third quarter, no Bam, no Jimmy. I think it was a three to five minute stretch. No Bam, no Jimmy, 13 point turnaround instantly. Then he puts him in. End of the game situation, three minutes left. Bam, obviously, I'm talking about anybody with eyes can see that he did not foul Bertons on a tip that went to Jimmy. Led to two free throws to put them up two. Then we go down. They get an extra, we miss. They get an extra possession already up a possession. And then they go up by four. You can't let those little things happen. One, the rotation is getting killed. We have to, what I've been saying all year, rebounding is a huge issue for us. Huge issue so badly for us this year. We're last in rebounding still, still. And Precious, Achua, and Bam are going to have to play together. And that's going to ruin spacing. That's going to ruin a lot of stuff that makes our offense work. But we have to do that. We have to try something new. And it's time to make moves as well. I'm not going to talk about trading uh, right now. But we're going to have to make some moves. And I'll I'll make a video, like I said. Miami Heat fans, have a talk with Sands. We're going to have a talk. We're going to have a damn talk. I'll release it tomorrow. Um, But we will have a talk tomorrow. And there's a lot of things that need to move around. There's a lot of things we need to address. And one of those... The key one in my mind is how we have now not utilized our go-to play, and it has made Duncan Robinson, like he played, his minutes look nice. He played 20, 30 minutes last night. He has to play 36 minutes at all times. This is why. All right. 
So I'm not going to look at the camera a lot, but I have a shitty drawing of a basketball court. Okay, Jimmy Butler is the three, okay? Drogic or Hero, either one is the one. We're going to say that's Kelly O'Linick because he's a shooter, apparently. And then we're going to have Duncan Robinson here. So the thing that we're missing out on, right? This is what we're doing now when Jimmy comes in the game. All right, Bam Adebayo, instead of receiving a pass here and we get the actions going, we're getting a come here screen. He's going to wiggle down. Bam has to choose to go here or stay at the free throw line. So you know what this is taking away from all this? It's a cluster, and now the defense isn't moving with guys on the edges whatsoever. We're getting no movement around the ball anymore. So this is what we need to fix right here. Because this ISO, this pick and roll ISO-centric stuff, it, it seems like it's going to work well. We have to get back, shitty drawing again, to our bread and butter, right? This right here. Oh, shit. I'm the worst artist ever. But Bam here, Jimmy here. I'm not trying to tell Spo how to call plays. But when Jimmy came back, it seems like we're in desperation mode. And that's why Jimmy's taking a lot more shots this year, too. Do y'all realize that? He is getting to the line, and I love Jimmy. I'm not taking any... Jimmy is balling. Jimmy has been balling. But what we used to have here... This is a three-point line. <laughs> I know. So what we used to have... Um, should I do the lines like this, the sideline? We would have Kelly O uh, in the corner again. Let's say Kelly O's in the corner, right? We got Duncan Robinson here and T. Hero down here. Why do we do that? One, Bam would get the ball. He gets the ball in the middle of the paint. What does this lead to? Jimmy's going to either cut here, cut down, or this was our action. People thought it was just a dribble handoff. Nah, man. Jimmy comes, screens, brings a switch there. He could get it. I'm sorry, it's a lot of scribbling. But Duncan could get an open shot here off a switch, and now Bam has the ball, get it to him, and that's an extra screen double, boom. That's a double screen right there, basically, and it's a nothing but net. But we've lost the action off Bam doing dribble DHOs. And I don't understand what happened. It's because he became an elite, elite top-tier mid-range jump shooter this year. And we're kind of getting away from his passing ability. And I think Bam has to have a talk with people. Someone has to tell him, hey, man, uh, we got to get that DHO going because... When you get the DHO going, handoff. When he does the, when he does the action, where him and uh, him and Duncan are here, dude. What the fuck am I doing? Um, him and Duncan are here, right? And he comes across his face. His defender's coming with him, obviously. But Bam fakes it to the cup, right? Or when Jimmy's screening here, Jimmy rolls. Let's say Jimmy screened right here. Jimmy. Rolls to the rack. Ba-boom. Wide open layup. Or a kick to the corner because he has to help. We have lost motion in our offense. We have lost complete motion. Like, we're just standing still waiting for Jimmy and Goron to drive. We're, that's what we're doing. I'm getting hot writing these plays down. I'm getting scorching hot. Whew. But we're just, we're sitting here and we're waiting for people to drive and kick. We're not... Our go-to offense last year was Jay Crowder moving. We're moving and screening as people are driving. That was another thing I wanted to talk about with the Mavericks, but I'm only going to get an X and O's with my team because I watched him enough. 
the motion off ball has become it's not even motions, it's actions. There's motions and actions are totally different. Actions, screens, uh backdoor cuts, all that stuff. Backdoor uh screens, um, you know, dribble handoffs, just trying to form something off the ball that isn't standing still and waiting for your guy to help. Our motion has completely is gone. And it's killing me to watch that shit. Like, we're not even getting open threes anymore. And now they're just blitzing the DHO with Duncan. And I think he has it drilled in his head because he's talked about it a hundred times. Spo does not want him to drive. He has to. They're blitzing that DHO, making him pick up his dribble because he's going to, and dumping it off in the middle. And then Bam has to shoot a jumper or force something with three seconds left on the shot clock. It has to stop, and I'm getting pissed off talking about it. God. Jesus. Woo. Heat fans, we got we got we got a problem, man. We got a big problem. So that's what I have. Uh I'm gonna get further into it in the video tomorrow. Alright. I'll post the video tomorrow. Oh my god, I'm sweating. Do I have that shirt on? Yeah, I can't. This is another another podcast. I'm not promoting another podcast on my podcast. So listener question number three, four, five, something like that. Alright, question. My good friend Lucas. Uh, how do you make comma? I, he was. I just wrote whatever he was saying. But his question was, how, how how to make comma how to inspire people to be passionate about something you're passionate about. So is my job to make you passionate about sports? No, that's not my job as a pod. Where the fuck is my pen at? Um, that's not my job as a podcaster. Uh, I'm not here to make you passionate about sports. If you're passionate about sports, you're already here. Or if you're passionate, if you love me as a person or you like me as a person, know I'm I'm as real as they come, you're probably here for that. You know that I'm funny or things of that nature. How do I inspire people to be passionate about what I'm passionate about? So I would say my true passion, other than sports, in life, a, a, a philosophical sense, is... Do your shit, man. And who cares what people think? I did a podcast two, three years ago. Don't give a damn what people think. Put it out. As a creator, you're putting your vulnerability out there, man. I'm on YouTube, and I'm letting people see my views. I know what my views are on Spotify, and now I feel like I have to... I gotta say they're really good, because they are. I gotta tell people that I'm getting a lot of views on Spotify. I've been at this shit for less than a year, okay? And to make people and inspire people, you have to keep trying to push stuff forward. Create more. I'm creating more every day. I'm in a creative box right now. It's amazing. I just, I'm just sitting here in my zen just, and creating. So my job really isn't to make you passionate about what I'm passionate about, right? My job is to inspire you to be passionate about doing you. Does that make sense? In a sense that I want you to go to bed 10 years from now, late at night, and say, damn, I actually tried to do that, and it didn't work, and that's cool. How everybody talked about Aaron Rodgers not having the ball, it's hard for him to go to sleep because he didn't get the chance to win the game. They took it away from him. If you go out there and you put your podcast your voiceovers, your blog, your YouTube videos, you know, your dancing, your singing, you put it out there, man. 
what what is holding you back from sleeping because you didn't make it your possibility of making it is very little this is for self-fulfillment man so to answer the actual question though i know i got a little sidetracked um how to inspire people to be passionate about what you're passionate about i think it's to be entertaining show that you truly care about it not that i'm up here bullshitting because i know people will watch it or like it i care about this shit I wanted to die yesterday because of this heat game. I was di I was ah, screaming. Didn't know what to do, man. I care about sports a lot. And some people think it's childish to do that. To go crazy when your team loses and have sports depression and stuff. Dude, screw those people. I'm going to be this way forever till the day I die. Yo, the birds are like, yo, talk that shit. Yeah, I'm talking. Like, I'm going to be this way. Sports is a passion, man. And for you to f be inspired, to be passionate about what I'm passionate about, you got to be into it. But you got to see that I care, man. Y'all see my reaction videos? I care deeply about this. About my recording, the way I look on camera. Things of that nature. I care about this. God, this lighting is killing me. I can't wait to get my light. Um, and I just, I think that's what inspires people to be passionate about something. To show that you're passionate about it. And if y'all want to follow my lead, follow my damn lead. Okay? Do I have a weird brain? And do I have weird creative thought processes? Yes. And I'll give my credit on that, bro. I don't care. I, I, I'm, I'm going to start tooting my horn more. Because I feel like I want to. I want to talk my shit more about myself with 10 viewers on YouTube and 5 subscribers. Right? But I got more people listening. And when that starts transferring and these numbers start running up in a year, two years, and we start climbing a mountain that nobody thought I could climb, you're going to see what passion gets you in life and hard work and actually sticking to shit. Because I tell you what, I went 21 years of not caring about shit but myself. And I didn't even care about myself. And guess what that got me? Nothing. You know what caring has gotten me in the last five years of my life? Self-confidence. A beautiful woman. Uh, uh, a podcast that's thriving for being up for six months. And, and me doing shit I love to do. And making good money at work. Like, that's what giving a shit has done for me, man. And that's what passion gets you. And that's what I'll say on that. That's how you inspire people to be passionate about anything in, in life to me. You show them that what you're passionate about, you are about it. And I put work into this podcast. I do research. I, I do a lot of shit for this podcast. And I'm going to keep doing it. And so I am everywhere you look. Remember this. Until you're, Tom, everywhere you look, man, I'm doing this. And if I don't make it, guess what? I'm going to have a beautiful family. I'm still going to have a good job. And I'm going to get my shit done in life either way. But at least I fucking gave it a go. So that's the episode for today. Where's the ball at, guys? I didn't do my final shot last time. And I was quite upset with myself, okay? Where is it? Son of a bitch, dude.
Mm. All right, well, I'm going to cut this, but that was my rant. I had a weird edit in the middle because I was looking for the ball, but that's the rant, and we're going to come back with the final shot, and the podcast will be done. That's it for episode 40 of Shooting the Shit with Sands. Thank you very much for listening. Come back, and I'll see you next time. Deuce!